0: This is Safety Bry, your number one safety geek. Why do we have the behaviors that we do? Superheroes in the workplace, right? All of those things that go into making you an effective safety manager. I love what we do. Motivation, learning, teaching, training, teamwork. I, I geek out over that just as much as I do safety. Hello, 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 my safety friends. This is Bri, your number one safety geek, and welcome to the Safety Geek Podcast. How's everybody doing? I hope you are not only healthy and safe, but I hope that you have the most amazing weather like I am having right now. It is beautiful today, absolutely beautiful. So, hopefully, you are having some amazing weather too. Things in the Safety Geek household are kind of the same, except now I am the mother of a 16-year-old. I know. I can't believe it. She turned 16 this week, and we were going to do like a whole sweet 16 party and all of that, and um, yeah, not going to do the crowd thing right now. We're just not ready for that. And I'm not letting her get her license just yet either, which she's not eligible to get it for another few weeks because you have to hold your learner's permit for a year, but Just between you and I, she's an awful driver. Oh my gosh. It's like super, super scary (laughs) to be in the car with her. So, and I've Smith system the crap out of her driver training. I really have, but she just has not been practicing all that well. And I'm just terrified when I'm in the car with her. So it's making it even worse because I mean, literally like she stopped dead in the middle of the road on a four-way highway because she didn't see the turning lane. So she just stopped. I thought we were going to get killed. (laughs) So anyway, teenage drivers, I'm telling you, it's scary. It is scary. But now I am the mother of a 16-year-old. Not that I haven't been before. My son is an adult, but she is my last one in the house. And uh, yeah, feeling old, feeling old. So I am enjoying the sun today and just taking pleasure in the little things. Alrighty. So today, what I wanted to talk to you guys about was promoting safety. And this topic can be taken in a couple of different ways. Promoting safety could be building safety awareness. It could be safety incentive programs. It could be like promotions and kickoffs and launch and s- launches and all of that good stuff. I'm going to stay away from incentives on this episode because that is such a large topic that I don't want to go into it much here. I like to keep the episodes relatively short. So, we will do an episode just on incentives if I haven't already. I don't think I have. I know I wrote two blog posts on it, but I will definitely do a podcast on it because I have lots and lots of incentive ideas. <laughs> so, what I wanted to talk about was just safety promotions overall and that, you know, they really should be part of your program. And you know, we say that safety is part of everything that we do, so it shouldn't be separate, right? So I've had this discussion where, you know, we talk, we call things safety meetings and safety posters and safety incentives, right? And when you do that, when you put the word safety in front of everything, you're actually making it a separate entity. And I try not to do that as much as possible, But when I talk about safety promotions, I I wanna specifically talk about promoting safe work behaviors and that this should be part of your program. And if you think about it, all departments do some sort of promotion for what they're doing. So the operations department, they'll do like promotions on what their goals are, what their, you know, whatever however it is they measure success for themselves. It could be you know, pieces made or cases delivered or something like that. I know in the meat industry, we did it by pounds of product. Quality also has their promotion. So they're going to always promote their quality programs, whatever they happen to be. Because I'm more familiar in the food industry, we had SQFs and GMPs and BRCs and all of that good stuff. Uh, Your HR department, you know, they're probably promoting, you know, the health insurance, the benefits, if you have any ethics issues, uh, wellness programs, and that's a whole other topic as well. And wellness should fall under HR and not safety, but safety does benefit from it. So a lot of times wellness falls on safety. So I'm not against us doing wellness programs, but that's just caveat there. (laughs) Anyway, so the purpose of a promotion is to bring awareness to the subject I just had a thought. Luckily, I have a pop filter, but I'm like all of this promotion and purpose of promotion, it's probably like popping like crazy in your ear, so I'm sorry. But I do have a pop filter, so I'm sure it's coming out just fine. Anyway, this is important to safety because we are competing, right? So when when HR is promoting the wellness program or promoting not wellness, when they're promoting their health insurance program or the benefits program, it's easy for them to do that promotion because they're just basically selling the employee something. They're saying, hey, this is what we got to give you. Safety is promoting things that we're asking employees to change years of poor habits and behaviors. (laughs) So it's a lot harder. And this is why promoting is so important in what we do. I believe that the way that employees act in the workplace, their, ha- their safety habits they currently have, their safety expectations, their safety beliefs that they currently have comes from their past education and their parenting examples, as well as that Superman belief, especially if they're younger employees, where their prefrontal cortex isn't fully developed and they just believe that nothing is ever going to happen to them because Their risk assessing part of their brain is not fully developed yet. So I think that that's where a lot of the habits come from. So that's what we're fighting as safety managers. So that's why promotion is so important. You have to constantly be reminding them of the behaviors that you want them to be doing. This is why we coach. This is why we observe, right? So training in general can be a kind of promotion But we want to look beyond that. So once we do the training, we then want to reinforce the training with a promotion initiative or an activity or something like that. Basically, what the question is, is what are you doing to remind and reinforce the behaviors that you want to see? If you're not doing anything, then your results are not going to be as good. So let's say that you do a training on housekeeping and proper housekeeping And then you do a promotion on how you're going, you know, to help them improve. Maybe you throw some posters up, stuff like that. And then you maybe throw an incentive into it too. Those activities are going to reinforce that behavior that you want to see of improved housekeeping. Safety promotions in general can be attached to a program, but it could just be overall. What safety signage, safety promotions do you have in your facility? And I had a VPP ocean inspector one time tell me, and I thought that this was super interesting. They said that when they stand in a facility, no matter where they stand, they want to be able to look around and see where the exit is and where the first aid kit is and some sort of safety signage, whether it be a data plate, um, an engineering sign about weight limits, uh, or lift properly banner, right? It wasn't, it was just something. They wanted to see something. So it didn't matter where you stood in the facility, you should be able to stop, go in a circle and see those three things. Where the first aid kit is, how you get to the exit, and safety signage. I actually threw in SDSs as well and put in like how you get to the SDSs too and where those are kept. So safety signage is a is a form of safety promotion. It's a form of awareness. And what safety signage is, is not just we'll talk about posters in a minute. But safety signage could be um, like data plates on your equipment. It could be your engineering parameters, you know, how you'll see these in mezzanines and racking and stuff like that, where it's like how much weight could go in here. Um, Any kind of storage that is like over Um, an office or something like that like that would be considered like a mezzanine type of storage a lot of times in um, facilities that have like super high ceilings they'll create offices you know with shorter ceilings for air conditioning reasons and then people love to store stuff on top of that (laughs) which is fine but you got to have some engineering parameters on there that tell you how much weight that can actually hold Um, directional signs saying hey the exit is this way that is safety signage And this right here, this type of signage should be your very first step. So like, let's say you're coming into a facility that has zero safety whatsoever. This is your first step in safety promotion, is make sure that like all that regulatory signage is up. All the machines have their proper labeling, their proper data plates, all the um, engineered areas have those proper markings. You can stand anywhere in the facility and know where the exit is. That's extremely important all of your exits are marked, You know, all your fire extinguishers are marked, all of that. That is your first level of safety promotion. And some people might not think that regulatory signage is, is a safety promotion, but it is. Because I'll tell you, if you ever go in a facility without it, when you're used to seeing it, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> it is, I've actually been in a couple of them where you walk in and I can automatically feel like something is off. Something is off here and I don't know what it is. And then I start looking around and it's simple little things like that. Like there's really no exit signs anywhere or even not an exit sign. And um, so those are the places that, you know, they need the most help. But if you're getting hired into a new facility and that is your step one is make sure all of that is in place. The next thing you want to do is add in signage. That focuses on changing behavior or reinforcing the behavior that you're training on. And you can do this through posters, banners, table tents. I love table tents. I will tell you, I got a table tent. I didn't, a lot of times the table tents are like triangular, which is great, you know, but what I found with those is people just kind of push them around and nobody really did anything with them. But you know when you go into restaurants where the table tent like flips and you get like a different picture on every flip? I got table tents like that and then every flip was like a different safety little mini poster. And you would see people in the break room just out of boredom flipping through the table tents. I'm telling you, subliminal advertising, my safety friends. You could also put up break room, monitors. I like both. I like to have posters, but like, let's say you don't want to change the posters that frequently. You can put up a monitor in the break room. There are services that will actually display different posters for you. But if you're like me, and most companies don't want to spend the money on these kind of things, you can just run a PowerPoint in a loop and have different posters and things show up by showing a PowerPoint. So that's another way to use a breaker monitor and show different safety signage. When you're using posters, you need to make sure that you are changing them regularly. Even even the breaker monitor, you want to change what's on there regularly. Otherwise, it becomes less effective. What happens is that our brains become conditioned with what's what they're seeing. So let's say that when you walk into your break room, there's a bulletin board and you put posters on that bulletin board. Every day when you walk into the break room, your brain becomes conditioned to see the same poster and it stops paying attention. The minute that poster gets changed and you walk into the break room, they go, ooh, new poster, what's that? What's that, what, what? It's like squirrel, right? You know, it's like a dog when it sees a squirrel and it's like, squirrel, new, what's that? I gotta read it. So changing the posters regularly is extremely important. I would say once a week. And here's another tip for you because I love to get employee involvement. I assigned an employee to do it. Once a week, I would have an employee change posters. Or if you have an employee that's on light duty, they're perfect to change posters. And they kind of felt like they were helping the safety department, and it got me a check mark for employee participation. So if you're making your posters yourself, which is definitely doable, especially if you're on the cheap, make sure that maybe you change the color of the paper every week, Because it has to be something that looks different. So a lot of times I'll use poster templates to make my own posters. And I will have like 13 templates. And I will just alternate through the posters, through the templates on the poster. And what's so cool is that if you've got like five different bulletin boards, you could take poster one that's on bulletin board one and just move it to bulletin board two. And then put poster number two on bulletin board one. So you understand what I'm saying. So that way that one poster is not only getting used for a week, it's probably getting used for four or five weeks. It is just being alternated by the bulletin board that you have it displayed on. The whole idea is to change what is on that particular board to catch their eye and to catch their brain's attention. Another tip that I would give you is, and that I used all the time, was that I would put a little note on there. And we have, we've got a thing here in our town, and you might have it in your town. I think it might be a national little thing. It's called Coffee Talk. It's just a little newsletter. You'll see them in all the restaurants. And within that newsletter, every month there is a little guy. And if you can find him and then you submit where you found him, your name gets into a raffle and you get a drawing. So I took that idea and I put it into my safety posters. So I had like a little guy that a little sticker. That I would put on one of the posters and if they told me where the sticker was, then their name got put into a drawing. So it's almost like a Where's Waldo type of thing, but it got people looking for it. So that way every time posters got changed, they had to go look around at the posters and try to find it. There's an idea to make sure that your posters actually get read. And you have to continue that stuff all up all the time. Otherwise, it it does um, lose its potency, I guess you could say. Now, you can also personalize your safety promotion by adding in. So like, let's say you've got your newsletters already, or you've got your um, posters and table tents, all that in place. You have all your regulatory signage. Your next step would be like adding in a newsletter. And then within the newsletter, sharing facility specific information celebrating trending reports or people's birthdays, anniversaries, making it very personal so that way they read it, but also included in the newsletter is, you know, safety articles and reminders about safety behaviors that you want them to follow. And you could put your little Where's Waldo guy in that, just like in our coffee talk. You could do that too. Another idea is to create a flyer that could go home with them. So if you're promoting like safety at home, and promoting safety at home is extremely important. That might be the next step in your promotion plan. Because if you can build safe behaviors at home, those will translate to work. If you can get them using a ladder correctly and PPE when they're mowing the grass or using their power tools at home, they're more likely to wear their PPE at work or use the ladder correctly at work, those type of things. So that's just the general promotion plan that I would put into any safety program. And then the last thing I would add in there would be safety celebrations and kickoffs or program promotions. So safety celebrations are like when you reach a certain milestone and you use promotional items to celebrate. You don't want to make it injury related so it doesn't you don't want it to be like hey, we reached 100 days injury free, we're going to celebrate because then that's that's promoting not reporting injuries. But you could just go, hey, do you realize how amazing you guys have been? And you're in compliance with safe behaviors. And you've been doing such a great job. Our assessments have been coming out great. We're having a pizza party. You know, the unexpected celebration works out really good. Or if you don't track it, and you don't share it, and you don't have planned milestones that employees know about that like when you do hit the 100 days you can say you guys didn't know this but in the background we were tracking it and we actually hit 100 days injury free so ice cream for everybody and when you do it unexpectedly without telling them that's not going to deter injury reporting but celebrating those little milestones helps promote safety as well And the other thing is kickoffs and promotions. So let's say that you have a program, either a new program that you're launching, maybe you have a new ergonomics program or something like that, or a new shoe program, and you want to kick it off. You could do it with like a bang, right? So the example that I wrote down to share with you guys is like, let's say that I'm updating my forklift program and I really want to promote it. So that way I get more emphasis on it. Like I've been having problems with pedestrians and forklifts. Let me create this promotional event to really bring awareness to it. And I can have a different activity every day that's related to that program. So maybe one day we do like a forklift rodeo with a little RC forklift to build forklift awareness. And as they're racing their forklifts around the break room, their little remote control forklifts around the break room, we could talk about the rules with pedestrians I could start handing out forklift matchbox cars as a promotional item with like a little sticker or something on it that says, you know, watch out for forklifts and pedestrians need to be making eye contact with the operator or whatever. When you go a certain time frame without any pedestrian incidents or anything like that, you can start handing out like zero candy bars. And you say, hey, we've had zero pedestrian incidents near misses or issues with pedestrians. Congratulations, we're zero incidents. I love zero candy bars for that reason. That's about the only reason. (laughs) They're like the perfect safety candy bar, aren't they? (laughs) And here's my favorite thing with forklifts that I wanted to share with you too. It isn't as real life as it sounds, I guess you probably could get a bone that, that uh, wasn't dried up. But okay, so here's the idea. You get a dog bone. You know how when you go to like PetSmart or something and they have the dog bones and they're like huge, like those massive dog bones, really big ones. And you want it to be a really big one because it's, it's more impactful. And you do a demonstration of what happens to the bone when a forklift runs it over It is like one of those eye opening, like make sure everybody wears eye protection while you're doing this. But it's a lot of fun. And it gets people to realize that, you know, the forklift is going to crush you. You do, you do, you respect that forklift. You do not walk in front of it. And what I, what I mean about it not being realistic is those dog bones are generally dried out. So they crush a lot easier. So, I mean, you could get like a bone from the butcher and use one of those as well. It's not as shocking, but you could do that. But it is a great demonstration because especially with forklifts because a lot of people and pedestrians don't realize that, you know, they're heavier than cars and you're not going to stop them with your with your hands or your feet. Have you guys had that? I've had so many operators which you know, you got to realize I've, I I had 39 locations, so it was, there's a lot of operators. But I had probably under five operators that like put their hand out as they were like about to run into the racking to try to stop themselves or their foot. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Put their foot out and try to stop, stop the forklift from hitting the racking. Like that's ever going to work. It's a great demonstration to really bring attention to them that like your foot sticking out there is not going to stop that forklift. It's just going to get crushed like this bone. (laughs) Anyway, promotions like this should be part of your ongoing process. Don't wait until you have regulations ready and in place. I know when you're coming new into a facility, sometimes there's just so much work to do. You're like, oh, I'll get to that later. This is actually a very important thing to have in place because it reminds people how you want them to work. And it's Extremely easy to do where writing a new program and creating all the materials for it could take you a month. You can get posters up this week, you can print them out yourself if you needed to. So, make sure that you are doing some sort of promotion in with your safety stuff as it is. So, anyway, that's what I got for you this week. I hope you don't mind me going off on a tangent. I know I did for a while there, but. Anyway, I hope you guys are doing amazing. I will chat with you next week and you have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey there, what did you think about this week's episode? I would love to know. Hop on over to thesafetygeek.com and leave a comment and rating on this week's show notes. And while you're there, click on that little share button to tell your friends about it. Thanks, and I'll chat with you next week.